an ironic media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. Welcome to the Affiliate Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Stark. In this podcast, I'll be sharing messages of hope, healing, and transformation. I'll teach you how to shift your mindset, conquer your fears, and become the best version of you. You'll get to witness healings as well as hear from my mentors, teachers, and about the extraordinary journey I've been on for the last 14 years. My connection with energy is so strong and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. All right, I have Amy Ronick here with me today and we are going to talk about how we're all connected. So I've been doing this for 14 years, you know, like been studying this stuff. So Amy has been studying a little bit, but not as much as I have. So Amy, what are your thoughts on like me saying that we're all connected? Well, I hear it from a lot of people that are teaching these types of beliefs that we all are connected, but I do think about energy. I mean, when I first met you, you talked about we're all made up of energy and we're all connected. So when you say we're all connected, I actually see in my head of like all this energy kind of connecting us all. We're all the same. Yeah, well, we are 99.5%, I think, genetically, we're the same. But um, we obviously are all have very different experiences. You know, obviously, we're going through that right now, like on the planet, everybody's talking about Black Lives Matter and white privilege and things like that. And and that's definitely going to be discussed actually next week on the podcast. But for today, what we're going to be talking about is this connection that we all have, like, we're all connected, whether we like it or not, right? And a lot of people find that like very woo or like saying we're all one, like, oh, I don't get it. (laughs) You know, um, how is that possible? And it really is through this energy connection. And I really got probably into this very deeply, probably around like six, seven years ago when I started doing more distance sessions and less in-person sessions. But oh, you know what? I'll tell you, the first time I ever received a distance session was when I was at my Reiki 2 class where we were learning how to do distance healing sessions. So what the teacher had us do was they said, okay, everybody go around this table. So there's a table in the middle of the room and one person was escorted into another room. So this, you know, obviously distance, not very far, but it doesn't really matter in the quantum field how far away you are. So I went into another room and they had me lay down on the ground and then everybody was sending energy to my body on the table, but I wasn't really there. They were just imagining me being there. And I was like, this is bullshit. This is not going to work. Like, I won't even know what's going on or anything. So I lay down and I'm, I'm wearing sweatpants and uh, that were pretty baggy at the time and just like a t-shirt or whatever. And I lay down and I knew exactly when they started sending the energy. Yeah. Because all of a sudden my pants felt like they were being pulled. So oh like, it felt like, yeah, somebody was touching my legs, like pulling the, le- the energy, wow. like pulling my pants. Uh-huh. So I was like freaked out. I opened my eyes right away and I'm like looking, nobody's touching my pants. Like I'm all, all alone <laughs> in this room. It was like crazy. And then all of a sudden, like it stopped and I was like, they must be done. And that's when somebody walked in and got me. And I was like, whoa, that <laughs> changed me. Yeah. Like, I think oh. everybody, everybody would be a believer if they, that had happened right. to them. I say that a lot to people. I'm like, if you knew what I knew, I think you would have more understanding about how we are connected, how much love there really is, how this is just a journey and we're trying to figure things out. And like, we all are doing our best. 
you know, I really wish I could just like dump the contents of my brain out and mm-hmm. so everybody could like feel. Well, that's what you're like. doing, trying to do here. The podcast, right? <laughs> that, that is one of the reasons why I do it. But anyway, so, right. so that really shifted my, my thinking. And then my partner at the time, or actually she wasn't my partner just yet, but she was in Australia traveling and she was like, I'm going through some stuff. Can you send me some energy work? And so I was like, well, I just learned it. I will. So anyway, she had this huge shift when she was over there in Australia and I was all in a different time zone and they were like, you can set the time for it to start and all this other stuff. I was like, this is crazy. Like there's no real time and space. And anyway, I was listening to what my teacher said and sure enough, it worked. So I, after that, it was kind of like, all right, you know what? There's something here. I'm going to explore that. What is this? So they're entangling with my energy. That's really what's happening from quantum physics. That's what it's called. I decide that they can work on me. They decided that they are going to work on me. That was, you know, in class or with me and Fenella across seas and, you know, millions mm-hmm. or thousands of miles away. I don't even know how many, but it made a huge difference. So I want to just like expand on that and just say that there are studies that show that when we get together in groups, so like large groups of people, you know, because we're all connected, if they meditate on peace, mm-hmm. then there's actual changes within cities, you know, the crime rate drops, the murder rate drops, that kind of stuff. So I really do believe that we need to start you know, organizing more of those kinds of things going right. on, on the planet. And that's one of the right. reasons why I also have the podcast is because each podcast that people listen to, they're getting a healing, you know, right. no matter when they're listening to it, it's going to help them. I think that with the pandemic and so many people being at home, especially influencers, they, a lot of people are doing like, you know, Jay, Medi- Jay Shetty was doing 21 day meditation. Um, and so about millions and millions of people were you know, logging in and meditating at the same time for these, in these different ways. And I think World Meditation Day and all those things, I think that that's hopefully the shift that's taking place now with all these more people really focusing on these topics. Right, right. Like I'm I'm part of a group that's um, 17,000 people in it and they're doing a meditation today. Um, I love that. Yeah. And it's definitely going to help make shifts, but like, you know, so we've talked on the podcast about the Schumann resonance how that's influencing us as well. So we've got like these mass meditations that are changing people, um, both themselves and because they're part of the quantum field. But what does that really mean? Like, you know, when we talk about the Schumann resonance, there are these spikes. And so there's lots of belief around like what's causing these spikes. So I'll just explain like maybe some of the theories. Okay. So there's a lot of solar flares happening right now. So there, for whatever reason, the sun is, you know, sending these solar flares that it obviously, if it's energy coming at something, it's going to influence that thing, which is earth. So there's this, this, ionosphere that wraps around the earth that has this like charged energy. And, you know, when the solar flares come in, it's going to change the energy of the planet. So that is interesting because if you start looking at the Schumann resonance and like you start looking at the graphs, there's definite changes that's going on within the ionosphere. So one of the other things that they've noticed that influences this Schumann resonance is mass tragedy or trauma you know, happening on the planet. Sometimes it's before it happens or sometimes it's during it. They Mm -hmm. also notice that there's more earthquakes or volcanic eruptions during these times. So like the Schumann resonance is normally at 7.83 hertz and they've been measuring it for about 50 years or so maybe even longer than that. I think they started in the 50s. But anyway, so they they can kind of look at all this data and usually it stays around this 7.83. But lately in the last like six years, it's really been having a lot more variability, which is really interesting. And so a lot of people talk about like this mass awakening or this healing that's going on 
on on the planet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously Mother Earth is healing because of, you know, quarantine. the lack of, yeah, yeah, from quarantine, lack of, you know, movement around and all mm-hmm. that. So what's interesting is that like the human body evolved to be in sync with this, you know, 7.83 of in the ionosphere, right? And what's interesting is that brain waves that are at 7.83 are actually not awake. So yeah, so right now when we have these spikes, it's increasing this ionosphere energy, which is then causing our brain waves to spike. Okay. So it's causing, you know, some various symptoms in people. So they're like headaches or sleepless nights or nausea. I know I felt the nausea before I felt the headaches for sure. And yesterday I had extreme fatigue. So I really want to know what the um, interesting both our kids. We have two kids. One kid was throwing up, just throwing up. That's it. And the other kid felt like they had a virus. They haven't gone anywhere. been around anything. Yeah. Maybe it is just tired and headache. Yeah, it could be. No it, fever. Could, it could be. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And and Aiden, I just told you, you know, right before the yeah. podcast, he was like, I have a tummy ache. And then he was he was like, I need to go lay down. And he lay down for like five seconds. And then he got up and he was fine. <laughs> He's not the kind of kid like there's nothing stopping him from having yeah, fun. Clearly. Right? <laughs> so so yeah, so he got up and he, he seems good now. But anyway, so what I was saying about the brain waves is that these spikes can be as high as 40 hertz. Okay. So I was saying seven to four. Yeah. Wow. So seven Hertz, like the brain waves are seven Hertz is at theta. So that would be, it's between four and eight is theta and theta is like meditation or like highly suggestible. So like a lot of people are talking about programming being released, right? Well, when you have those spikes of 40, guess what? It puts you right into beta, which is fully awake, problem solving, conscious, remembering things, you know, you're in a completely different energy, you know? Mm. And so these energy shifts on the planet are actually shifting things in our body based on our brainwaves because our brainwaves are, you know, obviously part of our whole system. So that's that's, pretty amazing. Yeah. So that's like some physical representation of like how we are evolving and changing based on just even from like something that's called the Schumann resonance, you know, you can Mm -hmm. look it up and follow the daily chart. It's kind of insane. Like there have been times where it's actually going off the chart. So now that they're going to have to like make a new chart because it's going off the chart and they're like, we don't even know how far it went. So it could even be higher than 40. And what, what's causing it to spike? So it could be um, lightning. It could be solar. It could be our energy influencing the ionosphere. It could be 5G coming out. It could be, I mean, it could be a lot of things, right? So the, so really people are like, a lot of people are saying, people are waking up, people are waking up, which is why we have, you know, these systems that are crumbling and people are like, no, right now is a time where we start to really say Black Lives Matter. Like we have to address this. This has to stop, right? People are getting behind it who, you know, maybe weren't before, you know, they're like, I will stand for this, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a problem solving, waking up conscious, you know, memory, you know, obviously, you know, the work we've done where you can just update your DNA and, but you know, you also understand that our energy isn't just from this lifetime. So like we're carrying energy from other lifetimes and we don't know what we were in other lifetimes. We don't know what we experience in terms of trauma or what we might've done as white people. If we were Mm -hmm. still in the same color, you know, we don't Mm -hmm. even know. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, so it's very interesting, everything that's coming to the surface and I'm really loving watching it all unfold. And because, you know, obviously I know how connected we all are. And, and I, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast, like I have trouble cutting down even weeds, you know, or killing a fly or something Mm. like that, because 
I really understand how deeply connected we are. You know, it's interesting when there was the uh, the shootings that were happening, um, what was that, Pulse, the Florida nightclub, yes. you know, that was for, for gay people. You know, I woke, I, I was on a grounding mat. I used to sleep on a grounding mat. So right now we are in transition to changing to something else. But at the time I was on a grounding mat and I was sleeping on it and I woke up and I just wanted to cry. And I had no idea what had happened. And I felt such dread about the day. And I felt so sad. And I could feel that something had happened. And then I, of course, I look, you know, and I find out. So for me, who's so sensitive, you know, I pick up these things really quickly, you know, energetically speaking. And that's the thing is like, I may be aware of it, but everybody is picking up this stuff. You know, they're getting the information. Right. So... Right, and anyway. that's what you're just saying. We have to. That's another reason why you have to clear your energy. Yes, <laughs> right? or yeah. walking around with all this energy. Yeah. So, like, obviously, you know, I've said this a million times. When you clear your energy, you get more focus. You know, that was something that thankfully did not affect me personally or even people that I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But I still was carrying the weight of it Correct. when I first woke up. You know. Right. So switching gears, I just want to say, like, you know, but not entirely. Is just like this idea that everything is energy and. There are things that I learned along the way that really I was like, damn, <laughs> like, that's <laughs> awesome. Let me think about this. Let us hear it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like there's so a lot of times when I would do energy healing with people, I would see things, remember them and, and just like know that that was how energy was released from the body or that's just the pattern or there's just been so many things over time. And then I will do research or I'll come across it just randomly. And I'm like, oh, that's why that is like that. Or that's where that came right. from. Or that's from that tradition. You know, it's just so interesting for me. So let's see. Okay. <laughs> Here's a cool one. So I am, I studied reconnective healing mm-hmm. and it's basically energy that supposedly wasn't on the planet before. So this guy, Eric Pearl, somehow became a conduit of this energy. And a lot of people feel like it has, you know, kind of like alien energy or, you know, otherworldly energy, right? So they started studying it. They were like, all right, you think this is the way it is. Like, let's compare it to other energy healing modalities. And so I've been trained in Reiki. So I know Reiki and I know reconnective healing. I know various other things just from downloading them. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so when I went to go learn it, I had heard that people were experiencing these weird things like, as soon as they got the book, something electrically happened in their house or water pipes were breaking. And like, it was kind of weird. And I was like, whatever, you know, maybe it's just coincidence. So anyway, so I was on my way up to my sister's house who lives seven hours from me. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to go to the workshop in Charlotte, North Carolina, you know, and then I'll hang out with my sister for the rest of the weekend, you know, like whatever days I was mm-hmm. going to hang out with her. So anyway, I got to her house and I flopped on her couch and the fireplace that was electric and gas turned on. So I sat down on the couch and that turned on. And I was like, what? <laughs> and anytime I ever visited Sarah, my twin sister, I always turned that on when I was sitting in front of the fireplace, which was also <laughs> weird. Like she was like, what the hell? What, what just happened? <laughs> like, how did you do that? And I was like, I don't know. I said, it has to be this book. It has to be this workshop that I'm going to. Anyway, I was like, that's really weird, but I have played with electronic things before right. and turned on things, turned off things, whatever. So I was like, maybe, maybe not. You know, um, it takes a lot of convincing for me. So then I started researching more about their research, okay? 
And what they did was they were like, you say, you know, uh, Eric Pearl was claiming that the energy was different. And so they started studying the energy and they studied the energy of the room prior to people arriving, including Eric, and then after. So they took the ambient energy and they measured it. And then they measured it, I think it was during, maybe even after. And it, the equivalent in the ambient energy changing was as if it had turned into 300 degrees centigrade in the room. That's Whoa. how much energy was bouncing around energy and light and information. And they, they did this repeatedly. And they found that before Eric was there, five hours before they measured, and then he came, and then the people came, and they learned it, and they left, and they were changed. And they, there's a lot of reports about how they changed, right? So I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, this is so cool. So then I started looking at, you know, some of the other studies that they were doing where they were comparing Reiki energy, Qigong, and then reconnective energy. So one of the things that they showed, so they, what they did was they took uh, leaves, okay? So I think they were ginkgo leaves. They had one control like they're supposed to, right? And then they had a Reiki leaf and they had a Qigong one and they had a uh, reconnective healing right? So they had the three of them that they were testing and the control one was done in seven to 10 days. So like they died like a natural, once they pulled the leaf off, you know, it dies seven to 10 days. Mm. The one that received Reiki actually started healing faster, but then it died out. And so it died, I think it was in 30 days, within 30 days, something like that. Then the Qigong one was slower to heal, but lasted longer. And then the reconnective healing one lasted 90 days away from the tree. Yeah. So there was something going on there, obviously, right? So, I mean, there's even one claim that they have on their website about the research, which I do believe because it's done by real scientists, like with real equipment and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) His name is uh, Gary Schwartz. He's usually the one that's doing these experiments and he's written several books, which I've read and they're amazing. And one's called The Energy Healing Experiments and one's like where they studied mediums and could figure out within one millionth of a chance or one billionth of a chance that they would have said these things correct. But anyway, he's a really cool guy. I love how open-minded he is and how he studies this stuff. So they made this claim about this kid who was an athlete and he had a broken leg and he came in for two sessions and he no longer had a broken leg. I mean, that's That's insane. The doctor was there and re-x-rayed him and he had a... uh, nothing more than a slight sprain after. That so anyway, is bananas. Yeah. So like this kind of stuff is just mind blowing, right? So if that kind of stuff exists, you're just like, yes. okay, what else is there? Right? Right. So that's when I started studying like water and water having memory. And then are you familiar with the Emoto studies? A little bit. Where they, they pray over the water and it changes. Right. You know, I send my, you know, I try and send my food and liquids, you know, my water love and stuff like that, but it does hold memory. I know that. Yeah. So they did an experiment where you like, they send good words like love and healing and acceptance. And then they also did hate and, you know, other things like that. And the water changed based on what was sent to it. So yeah. and they also had like water that was in a church that was being prayed on with lots of great energy. Or yes. Whatever. That was also really super structured and beautiful. And you know, right. The molecules. Organized. Right, were... Yeah. The more molecules were. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's just interesting that those kinds of things, right. you know, energy can affect that. Like words can affect that. But Definitely. Like, well, they've done that study on plants too. Like, totally. you know, saying bad things, negative things to one, saying positive things to one, and then just being neutral to one. And 100%, the negative energy kills the plant. 
Right. Well, they also have studied how music, like you can play certain kind of music. And if it's like heavy metal, it doesn't grow as quickly or might even die off. I don't remember exactly as like classical music. So that's another, you know, they always probably when you were raising your kids, they were like, play classical music when you're pregnant, you know, because it helps the connections and the growth. Right. Right. So it's just amazing. Like all the music is just energy, right? It's just another form of energy and it's uh, sending a signal and it has a vibration and it changes Mm -hmm. things. And when we look at the fact that we're like completely made of water, mostly made of water, and in fact, our planet is mostly made of water, you can see how important it is to have these good thoughts, right? Right. To stay in that love and understanding and acceptance. Correct. So if anybody's really looking for more information about like that kind of influence, you know, where your body is having influence either on the planet or the planet has an influence on you, there's something that's called the HeartMath Institute and they study that. So they study how great grounding is for your body and how it sends electrons up. The electrons help to detoxify the body, balance the hormones, you know, do amazing things for the human body because we evolved walking on the earth, right? And then all of a sudden now we have shoes and we're outside, we're taking cars. So have people, have you, I don't know if you've talked about like really grounding a lot during your podcast, but you know, for people that don't know, I have a grounding mat and I, I kind of set it on my desk and work on it a little bit, but either you can go outside and touch the earth with your feet, as you're saying, or they have these mats and you sleep on one, you had a sleeping one. Yeah, I have a large size one for my uh, bed, so I, I would sleep on it. But actually right now we have a, um, a pyramid that we use to help get the Wi-Fi and cellular signal out. Ah, so like I EMFs. Can, yeah, I can post that link. But Oh um, yeah, definitely post that. Super cool. Why is gra- grounding is important just to connect to Mother Earth, right? Right. So like I said, so what you're doing when you walk on the Earth, I mean, obviously there's so many things, but if we're just to isolate like some of the things that they've looked at, Mm -hmm. there's um, electrons that are actually coming up from the earth into the body through the connective tissue and that's how they travel. So that's why I'm so set on like one of the ways of the future is going to be to help heal the energy in the connective tissue. So like if you get a cut or you have surgery or something like that, they're not addressing that. They're not addressing that flow of energy and that the electrons need to be able to travel up the body and then down. You know, I think that's one of the reasons why when I was doing the Parkinson's study, I saw such problems because they usually had an injury on the lower half of their body and then the upper half of their body. And yeah, and without fail, it's usually a knee surgery or a foot problem. Shortly after that, then they had a shoulder or head problem and then they got Parkinson's. That's interesting. And I'm going to have to look at that for the people that I know that have Parkinson's. Yeah. So it was just something that I noticed. It was just a trend. And I actually was sitting with one of the guys who got, who was diagnosed with Parkinson's. And I, I said to him, so when did you have your knee surgery? And he was like, this date. And I was like, and when did you get your diagnosis? He's like, this date. I was like, that was just like months after you had your knee surgery. So what I noticed when I was doing, we're totally off topic right now, but what I noticed during the Parkinson's study was just the energy, first of all, was flowing backwards, which is interesting because I I believe that the reason why I was seeing that is that there's this thing in the mitochondria and I'm trying to remember what it's called, but anyway, it spins backwards. Maybe it is just the mitochondria spinning backwards. Anyway, after three sessions or so, then they, it started spinning forward and then they started seeing increases in energy, drastic increases in energy. And then their symptoms started to really go away and they were able to function more clearly and walk better and sleep better and have dexterity that they didn't have before. So it was awesome. But anyway, 
the point of all this is just that, you know, the, the, the connective tissue is really where the electrons travel up the body and right. they help to detoxify. So the electrons are negatively charged and they, and toxins in the body are positively charged. So that's how it works. And you can have like a toxin that's a physical toxin and you can also have an emotional toxin and it can help with it as well. So everybody knows, like you go to the beach, you walk on the beach, you feel better. You got- You do, be in nature. Yeah. Or you go for a walk outside even, you know, sun, uh, what is it? Uh, forest bathing. That helps too, you know, when you're getting the energy from the trees. So between walking on the beach and then the ocean air, which is very ionized and the sun, you know, obviously is very healing. So there's so much that goes on when we're outside in nature and bodies really are like, thank God we're out here. Granted, there's also like less Wi-Fi, you know, maybe there's still cellular, but maybe it's not as strong. Right. So get out in nature, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, really try to understand how connected we are both to the earth and how we need it and we need to protect it. And Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, our bodies really rely on it to heal and we're connected to the earth. We're connected to everyone else. There's so many studies that like I could bring up and so much information that is just so cool to show how we are connected. I mean, that's how I did all those distance energy. Right. It's amazing. And I, you know, I was skeptical, I think when I first started doing it, but then I instantly, you know, really within the first couple of sessions, I really started feeling better. Um, I also use a homeopathic doctor in LA that treats me using my DNA. So he has my hair and my saliva and he tests energetically weaknesses that I have um, based on frequency and so forth. And he sends me my program through the mail and I take it and that's been a big part of my healing as well. Yeah, Amy, remember when uh, we did that last, we were talking and we did an update on your DNA and it was related to... B vitamins, right? So you're saying they would help you and with detoxification. And you were like, well, my guy says that I'm not quite ready for it, right? You're, what does he call him? I call my holistic doctor, my homeopathic. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, then I texted you because I was listening to the episode. I was like, oh, hey, how's it going with, you know, your DNA? And and was there any change? And what'd you say? Yeah. I was like, yeah, you, you asked me specifically, you're like, are you taking vitamin B? And I was like, actually I am. He started giving it to me. And I said, do you remember we did a healing on it? And you're like, oh my gosh. Yes. Because he retested me and I was able to take it. I guess, you know, when they say an allergy, I have an allergy to random stuff, but it's really just a weakness where you know, my body has a weakness. So he's the heat when they heal that, then I can start consuming these things. So yeah, definitely. I mean, really since quarantine has started, um, which is three months from today, um, my healing has been incredible. And it's been because I've been so focused on doing all of these things, you know, being aware of my energy, my mind, eating healthy foods and following this protocol. So I'm sold on it (laughs) (laughs) and everybody should be. Yeah, definitely. It's interesting because, um, okay, I'll tell you the one thing that also really shifted me energy-wise. Okay, so I was watching, I don't even know if it was on YouTube or where I saw it, but there was this guy who had, they had imaged his brain. He had no, what is it, I guess, gray matter. Um, basically, mm-hmm. he had like no brain. When they showed it, he, like it was like so small and it was, he was just like a vegetable, right? He, mm-hmm. so he couldn't recall things. He was just laying there. He was in a hospital bed and they had done lots of tests on him. And then they put him in a hypno- uh, hypnotic state. state. Yeah. So they did hypnosis on him and he recalled his life. 
in the hypnosis, which I also have seen through energy healing when people have Alzheimer's, they wind up recalling things and having like this amazing conversation that they wouldn't normally have. Anyway, so the, when that happened, I was like, the mind isn't local. Like the, like the memories are in the brain. Right. And then, yeah. So that's actually being studied obviously right now, you know, they're trying to figure it right. It's your spirit. From my perspective, it is all that information is in your energy. It's in your cells. It's in your DNA. It's in your outside of your field, like in your field and you're part of the quantum field. So like, that's the other thing to like really get into is, um, trying to understand people who have, let's say autism or Asperger's, you know, the savants that really can memorize like 12,000 books, you know, and cite, recite them front to back or read right. two books at one time, you know, like some crazy stuff. And you're like, or they, they can answer things that they've never learned. And you're like, where is that information coming from? They have to be connected in some way to the quantum field and getting that information. Like, yeah. It's just so fascinating. That's wild. They really don't know where consciousness comes from. So I think that's the next phase is like that they're going to try to either nail it down or admit that they have some flaws in their understandings and that maybe we need to consider that memories are stored elsewhere. Right. Have you, this is a little off topic, but have you seen the show Upload? No. It's basically like after you die or while you're dying, you can choose to upload and it's like your afterlife and they upload basically you. It's like your memories who you are, your personality, what you look like at a certain time frame, your emoji or whatever. And they live in this alternate thing, but it's like kind of the same idea. I mean, it's like, where's your consciousness? And can they just upload it to something else? You well, know? you know, it's so interesting. Cause like when I connect with people on the other side, they're not like old and decrepit when they were at their, you know, when they passed, let's say their most vibrant, beautiful, perfect self. Right. So I could understand that. That's not, that's probably more truth than, you know, right than they're making it out to seem, but exactly. um, that's so it's, interesting. It's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. Yeah. I just had something that I wanted to say about that. That's what I was going to talk, talk about. Okay. Do you so, ask spirit? Do you say spirit? What was I going to say? Does spirit tell you what you were going to say? That time I did not ask spirit <laughs> what was I going to say um, because I knew I could figure it out, but I have done that actually. You've seen me do that on the podcast. I need that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I will say that I have taken tests before and asked for help to pass the test. <laughs> Uh, I'm like my, my, I already know this somewhere, you know, and I'm connected. It's not cheating. It's you. Yeah. It's not, it's not cheating. I'm connected to the quantum field and that is available to me. Correct. (laughs) Um, it would sort of be like, I guess it is a little bit cheating because it'd be sort of like if I purchased a song or you purchased a song and I got to play it on my iPod. (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah, no. So, so what I was going to say is that they've actually gone, you know, there's actually research about, the life review. That's what I was going to talk about. So they have research around the life review. So like they, they interview people who have crossed over and then come back. So like they had a heart attack, they view their body from whether it's in a hospital or whatever, and then they make a decision to come back. But like, it's a really rough and tough decision a lot of times, you know, cause they're like, wow, this feels amazing out here. You know, like I feel so much love and right. so beautiful and so easy. Like, you know, and they actually, there's a lot of people who have conversations with someone. They say maybe it's God, 
sometimes they say they see their their family members Loved and their family ones. members yeah are like mm-hmm. it's not time for you to come right. that kind of stuff and they're like but i don't want to go back to that body that's like you know had a heart attack or been right. in a major accident or whatever or it was really hard and they feel the love that they could have had and then a lot of times what they say is there's a reason why you need to go back and so then they look for that reason after they come back anyway there's like actual research on this by the way did you know like the cia has been like studying this for many many years they had a program for at least 20 years where they were studying what was it remote viewing using psychics for remote viewing that was one of the programs that they had running wow that's pretty cool yeah so so there's this energy of um you know your life review and when i heard about it obviously i kind of thought that there would be a life review it kind of makes a lot of sense you know i've seen some things that would make sense for that but when you really hear about these people and and their experiences about the life review where they're like in the checkout, you know, like, let's say take the checkout, you know, if you're nice to the person or if you're mean to the person, you know, when you're in a grocery store or whatever, you actually influence them permanently because your interaction was with them. Everything is so divine that in the review, you actually get to feel if you made them feel good or bad. Like there's just like these images and these feelings. Yeah. So they, there's this one guy who actually was at war and he killed a lot of people. And so he had to go through the life review and he saw the damage that he did and he had to feel it all. Yeah, it feels terrible. Oh, that's er- awful. Amy's making a face. Yeah. It's oh, it's, it's awful. terrible. And I think I think what I'm happened. Such an was- empath, so that's like awful. That's yeah, torturous. Right. So like and then he had to he died again and came back. So then he had to do the life review again. Um, yeah. So like he, he's figured it out now and he's like, he talks about it. I can't remember what his name is. I have all this information. That would be an interesting book. I'm really interested in, um, near death experiences or, you know, that type of. Yeah. So I'm really hoping to get Mark Gober on the podcast because he's got a podcast that talks about all that. And that's when I heard that interview from that guy. Ah. So check it out. His podcast is called, where is my mind? He definitely interviews and talks about a lot about the science, some of the science I've talked about here, but definitely a lot more I've done outside of his podcast. Um, I'd love to have him on the show and have him talk about, you know, everything that's going on because he wrote The End to Upside Down Thinking. And then he uh, has a follow-up book that's called The, I think it's The End of consciousness as we know it or something like that. Anyway, it's talking about consciousness, really. So he's helping to figure out with scientists and things like that, what is consciousness? Where is it coming from? I believe that's That's what his second book is about. Yeah. I was like, whoa, this is awesome. It's not out yet, but I was very excited to hear about that. Maybe we'll have him on one day. I know. And one of the stories that he talks about is how dogs know things that we don't really expect them to know, like when their owner is going to come home. Yeah. So of course you're like, oh, well, they can hear the car or they, you know, <laughs> the whatever. They, goes up, right? Yeah, the garage goes up, all that. They tested it. They put the owner in a different car in many different cases. And then they did different times of the day <laughs> and they could tell that the dog knew when their owner was coming home. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, we're all, all things, you know? If a dog is connected, yeah, like if a dog's connected, what's to say a cat's not? And what's to say that, you know, your gerbil's not? Right. I believe it. I absolutely believe it. How else could I feel other people's energy? I mean, I I really understood that when you said something. Don't you ever walk into a room and feel like, just feel heavy and yucky? Yeah. 
that's like bad energy. And as soon as I figured that out, I'm like, yeah, you can feel energy. So we must be, if I right. can feel your energy and you can feel mine, how can we not be connected? And that's why a lot of people are going through a lot of turmoil right now, right? right? Like people are having a lot of anxiety because they're feeling other people's energy. They need to clear it. You guys, if you don't have already the clearing episode that I did, it's on my website. All you gotta do is sign up for my email list you'll get an email to you. You can start listening to that. Do it twice a day. Yeah. You know, it'll help you. It actually is one of the things that changed me the most in being able to handle energy, see energy, feel energy, no energy. Like it was life-changing to get that tool. And it's easy. You could do it on the toilet. You can do it in your bed. Yeah. You can do it anywhere. You can do it in the car. Well, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to close your eyes. Do you have to close your eyes? Uh, no, I don't. I, I don't do, close. but sometimes. Yeah, you don't have to. It's very easy. And the more that you do it, the less time it takes. So right. you can just like, boom, done. <laughs> clear. Right. Um, Cause you know what you're, you're clearing out. I always say right. it's like keeping a room clean is always, you know, easier than cleaning up a room that's been days 100%. and days and days, you know, a mess. Yes. It's maintenance. Right. Maintenance, so, not spring cleaning. Yeah, exactly. Right. You don't want to be spring cleaning every single time. It's time to clear your energy. Yeah. It's a lot. That's yeah. a, And that would create more resistance, right? You'd be like, nah, I'm going to go another day, right? Right. Like, you always put that kind of It is off. amazing because you will start feeling, you'll start feeling more, to me, it's more peaceful. Like I just, I was walking around with all these people's energy. I never knew how to clear it. And I d- had no idea. And Amy said, you'll feel more like yourself. And I'm like, what is, what do I, what does myself feel like? Like, I don't even know what that feels like. It feels good. Just get rid of that stuff. Totally. I was just working with somebody. I called them up and I was like, yo, when was last time you cleared your energy? <laughs> and the person was like, oh, I've been meaning to do that. And I'm like, I can't even stop yawning in your presence. Like I was just <laughs> clearing the energy for him. And I'm like, I'm going to stop doing this for you because this is not appropriate. Like you need right. to do it. That's so, what you said to Mark. He needs to clear his energy. You were yawning when he was working. Yeah. With you. I, I didn't want to give it away. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's Mark. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so I was like, Mark, God, you got to clear your energy, dude. And then it's just so much easier. You can focus, right? You can, you're just focused on the task at hand. Right. Right. Um, there is a lot of strange, crazy energy. People are, like I said, the human resonance is going, people are releasing programs. They're starting to wake up. They're starting to realize, oh my gosh, I've been, why did I have that nine to five? I hated it. You know, I haven't been doing the thing that I wanted to be doing, you know, whatever it is. You know, what's interesting, Amy, remember when we were talking about, I, this is totally a jump, but <laughs> we were talking about the podcast and I was like, you know, I'm really supposed to be getting EFT into the schools. Like I know that's part of my mm-hmm. mission in life. Right. And I kept checking in with spirit and I was like, you know, which one should I do? And they were like, do the podcast, do the podcast, do the podcast. Right. I was like, but right. what about EFT in schools? Like kids need this information. Well, guess what? There was no school for me to <laughs> right, go into. <exactly. laughs> right? Like just right before it. Like literally I would have been like, I have the plan. And then they'd be like, schools are closed. And I'd right. Like, oh. Yeah. Thank so, you for spirit. Yeah. So that's the thing is like, we really need to clear our energy, stay mm-hmm. focused and and listen, you know, because I was in my head, in my heart, I was like, I got to do this for the kids because, you know, I, I just released a podcast about this, you know, childhood trauma turns into mental illness, chronic mm-hmm. illness, and, or can, excuse me, turn into chronic illness, depression, and anxiety, and <laughs> chemical dependency, and chronic illness, you know, all that stuff. If we don't get rid of it, absolutely, it absolutely. stays with us. We carry from personal it. experience. I can say I agree. Yes. Yeah. From personal yeah. experience, from me seeing like 
so many people release their mm-hmm. programs and their trauma, they feel so much better and they get, yeah. what's so cool is that like, once you start getting all that stuff out, like, I guess in the beginning, it's like you clear out other people's energy and then you get used to who you are. And then you're like, okay, so now I know who I am and how to get there if I get off centered. Right. And then you start getting to the level of like clearing out programs. Oh, are you clearing a program? <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. you clear the programs and then all of a sudden you're like, what do I really believe? And like, who do I really want to be in this world? Right. And then that's when we make room for the truth to come in, which is your, what I see as like a golden light that comes down and fills your body and changes literally who you are, your orientation to the world. It changes your reticular activating system to find the things that are in support of what you want to do and what you want to accomplish, like right. your true spirit essence. Because you become entangled with what you want. What you want, right. You start realizing this is what I want. And then you fully, you're, you're so in alignment with it that it becomes easy to bring it to you. Right. Right. And that's, that's the whole process. And that's why it's so cool. Right. I love that you get it. (laughs) Me too. I'm grateful that I get it. I'm grateful that I've learned it and it's life-changing. All right. So the last thing I'm going to say is remember when we were talking about how mass amounts of people, you know, focusing on peace will change, you know, with with the peace within the city, right? So you have Mm -hmm. more peace. So they've also studied how groups of people, like let's say in a, um, in a corporation, like, you know how like a lot of people will buy a lottery ticket, you know, that are in a group and they'll, right. you know, so you'll, you can have like a thousand people, you know, all having the same number, right? They put their money together. What they've noticed is that when there's large groups of people that are focusing on a number, they wind up getting that number, right? Wow. So like, that it influences random generators. So they've studied how humans and their energy can influence random generators, which then, oh my gosh. So that brings up like, you know, signs to me, like how your energy can bring about signs. But anyway, so their energy is influencing these numbers. And if you can influence random generators, what else can we do, right? Right. Like, as a society, like if we focus in the right direction, I, I swear totally sporting agree. events, like I was watching women's soccer a couple years ago and it would, they were against the Chinese and I think we were playing in China and it was part of the world cup and we lost. And I was like, I bet you there was energy that they knew about that influenced the result of the game. Like they were throwing shade or whatever, you know, like influencing, right. influencing the energy on the field of the players. Like, cause if you look at Donna Eden, she will throw bad energy at somebody, you know, on purpose to illustrate how it weakens them. That's crazy. Yeah. So I just wonder, like, there was just an intuition of like, they knew something, they were doing something that we aren't doing yeah. in the United States about energy, you know? And obviously this is, you know, evolving over time. All the sports teams are starting to understand the power of EFT and visualization. And there's a whole, I didn't know that. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. They're starting to, cause think about it. If you're like a free shot thrower and you, you know, lose a big game, right? You got to come out the next week and do the same thing probably at the same time and Mm -hmm. not lose like, but your Mm -hmm. brain and your body has that trauma and remembers that. So what's the easiest thing to do? Get rid of the trauma. And then you can start as neutral from there and let your muscle memory remember. And, you know, you can shift your reticular activating system to remember all the times that you've actually made that shot. Right. The one time when you did it. Absolutely. I think Mark was talking about some example with uh, somebody envisioning basketball 
throwing yeah. the basketball. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. That they've definitely, they, so, yeah. they've studied their bodies, sense. like their body. You can either actually practice, not practice or visualize it. Mm-hmm. And there was almost no change, right. Between the people who were practicing and the people who were visualizing it. Right. You know, obviously you're going to have to stay in shape to be able to accomplish certain things. But like, if it comes down to just taking a free throw shot, you don't have to be all that fit. Right. Right. There's a degree of fitness, I would say. Right. Not entirely. Right. So anyway, this was just a really super interesting, fun conversation about how we're all connected. And Yeah, I loved it. It was great. Really informative. I learned some things that I didn't know. And uh, it was great. Thank you, Amy, Thank you. for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. All right. If you really enjoyed this, please leave a review. It really helps us to get more notice. And please follow us on Ophelia Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And remember, let's heal together. All content provided by Amy Stark and her guests on the Ophelia Podcast website or other platforms, including text, images, audio, or other formats, were created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Amy Stark is not a doctor or a therapist. 